just a dreamer, pull your head down from the clouds. If you work hard like me, in 40 years' time, you retire and be living the dream. I said, but I got this fire as I got to my feet. Yeah, I got desire as I planted my seed. I'm gonna be Hello everybody and welcome to Running From Comfort. This is episode 17, Brave, featuring Anthony Utama. Now Anthony is a musician who is based in Germany, but he originally was from New Zealand and he left his cushy, comfortable job in New Zealand in marketing, earning, you know, a good salary, working his way towards financial freedom to pursue his passion, to pursue his purpose, to pursue music as a full-time career. Now. As you heard that song at the beginning, that was Anthony's first single, the same title as today's episode, Brave. And Brave is a song that is about stepping out of your shell, getting out of your comfort zone, and going to achieve what you want to achieve in life. And look, Anthony, you know, really pushed his comfort zone to pursue his goals and dreams in life. So I hope you guys enjoy today's conversation. There is a lot to take away from it. And also check out Anthony's new single that just dropped a couple of weeks ago called I Got Your Back. Now, also, I've got the link to um, the music video for Brave in the description or in the show notes. If you're listening to this on the podcast, go check out the show notes. Go check out Anthony's social media. I've left all the links below. And finally, do not forget, if you enjoyed today's episode, to give it a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. And please share this with somebody else who will enjoy it. And finally, stick around to the end of the episode. There is a little bit of a funny blooper at the very end that I've left in there. And also, at the very end of the show, I'm playing out the full song of his single, Brave. So anyways, are you feeling brave today? What are you going to do to pursue your goals and your dreams today? Let me know. Reach out to me. Leave a comment. Hit me up on the Instagram DM, at Galloway's underscore take, or at running underscore from underscore comfort. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Okay, and we're live. So, hello, everybody, and welcome to Running From Comfort. Today, I have Anthony, otherwise you go by as an Ant Utama. That's that, correct, yeah. That's correct, yeah. That's so, um, no, sorry, you were gone? No, no, I was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cut you off there. See, no, I, no, I, you I, didn't cut me off. You didn't cut me off. I was just saying that, yeah, that was Everybody correct. listening, this is not being cut, and this is proof <laughs> that I am the rudest podcast host in the world. Stop listening to this show now. No, keep listening, because this is going to be a great show. Today, we're going to be talking about Anthony's story. Anthony, you've quite the story, because mm-hmm. you found yourself in Germany, but you're originally correct. from New Zealand, mm-hmm. and um, well, I'm going to let you describe yourself and what you do, so why don't you take it from here? All right, so yeah, my name is Anthony, aka... My artist name is Ant Utama and uh, yep, living in Germany now. Um, I'm here because I have a German girlfriend who I met, uh, which is a, a long story we can go into later on. But um, yeah, I'm a full-time musician here in, in Cologne in Germany and uh, I've been here for one year now, pretty much exactly. And uh, yeah, I've just been hustling uh, writing music and playing street music. Obviously, I came to Germany with no contacts. So, you know, the, naturally the first place you go is playing on the street. And um, yeah, and have just been building a foundation over the last year. Uh, dropped my first single uh, a week and a half ago. What's uh, the name of that single? Brave. 
It's yes. called Brave. And very uh, good yeah, song, so- everybody. I've checked this Thank out. You. It is a great song. Also, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut you there. I'm yeah, being rude again. Sorry. Uh, go check that out on your YouTube channel. Drop a YouTube channel. Uh, so just search Ant Utama on YouTube and you'll find it. Um, and the song's also available on any, um, on sort of all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, etc. Link yeah. to the song will be below. And also make sure you stick around for the end as um, I will be playing the audio at the end of the podcast today. So, you know, if you don't want to click the link below, stick around to the very end, listen to the track and then go shout out Ant and show him some love because it's a fantastic track. I do recommend checking out the video. The whole video and the concept behind it is great. It really fits in with the song. So, you know what, since we're talking about your single, tell us about Brave. Why did you write Brave? Okay, now, so... As I mentioned before, I'm a full-time musician here in Germany and sort of had to start from the bottom playing street music. And now if we rewind 18 months ago, I was a, a brand manager in a big company in New Zealand. Uh, I had a, I studied marketing. I worked in marketing for about eight, nine years. And that was where my career was. I worked in nine to five in the office. And that was what life looked like back then. Obviously now it's a, quite a big switch having to adjust to the street versus the office and with that transition comes a lot of uh, a lot of doubt uh, that I've faced both sort of self-doubt you know like being used to this comfortable steady secure job you know having money coming in every month and, and just knowing what you got versus not having that certainty uh, and sort of hustling to to pay pay the bills and survive uh, it was a very different dynamic that I had to get used to and uh, a very, very difficult uh, adjustment for my parents to make. And they're mm. still adjusting. Uh, and I think did they, any Did they any talk parent, you out of quitting your job to do music, your parents? Uh, no, they, they sort of, they, they've always been supportive of music. They love hearing me sing. They come to all of my gigs or they came to all my gigs back, back home. Um, but to them, it was always just a great part-time job to earn a bit of extra cash. It was never like pursue this full time and, and, and become a famous singer. Not that I can claim that I'm a famous singer, but uh, yeah, it was more like a smart way of, saving money and, and, and investing it into my future so I would be financially free later on. And I think that's a lot of, it's a generational thing. A lot of parents uh, that I've spoken to, my friends' parents, uh, feel the same way. And um, yeah, so that was one of the challenge I've, what challenges I faced. I was also a bit concerned about, you know, I had this, you know, built a good reputation for myself as a marketer in an office you know, amongst my colleagues, clients, etc., and and I was a bit concerned about judgment there as well. You know, just like mm. what's what's he doing? Is he going through like an early midlife crisis or something? What's going on with him? So there was there was a lot of sort of pressure from the outside. There was a lot of pressure from the inside. A lot of it I probably made up in my head, um, and. The, the song actually came from a conversation I had with my dad. So uh, this was 12 months ago today. I had uh, called my dad and he was concerned because what he saw in, on social media was me playing on the street. 
business. You know, I was just sharing what I was doing day to day. And he was really worried. He said, you know, when, okay, when are you going to get a proper job? When are you going to go back and do some marketing again? Because what you're doing just looks like you're drifting. And and, um, I told him, you know, I I told him before, like I'm doing music. This is my goal now. uh, And it's full time. It's a full time commitment. And he's, and he's just wouldn't understand it. I had to, you know, I couldn't. For him to understand. Oh, hang on, we sorry. Just left that phone call. Just... I think he, I think he just cut off there. Sorry, could you just go back? Oh, okay. Just, so sorry, you're on the phone to your dad. Um, sorry, and you were saying that you were drifting, and when you're going to get a real mm-hmm. job, which very harsh words, but um, I suppose yeah, it's yeah. a concerning parent. But anyway, yeah, sorry, exactly. that's 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 where you were before the call dropped. Yeah. So sorry, continue. Okay, so um, yeah, so my dad said, you know, you, when are you get you sh- you need to get a real job. Um, it just looks like drifting in life, and. Uh, you know, I told him, no, what I'm doing is music. Music is is what I'm committed to. And this is my full-time thing now. And he just couldn't really understand that. And, you know, as much as I tried to persuade him that I knew what I was doing, he just wouldn't get it. And, um, and, you know, it, it, it was out of love. Like he just wants, both my parents just want what's best for me. Um, so I, you know, it wasn't like they were unsupportive. They were just, they just couldn't understand, you know, what mm. I was doing. Um, so, anyways, we we hung up the the call. Um, he was probably, you know, worried more about his son. I was really upset. My dad didn't really believe in me uh, when it came to musical. Didn't believe that I could, you know, pursue this avenue. And uh, I actually cried to myself and um, picked up my guitar and started writing a song because, um, yeah, I was feeling quite, quite low at this point. You know, I'd, I committed to uh, this music career and my dad, someone who I really do care about his opinion and, and, and we are close. He thought I was just wasting my time. And, and that sort of caused a lot of doubt within me as, at the same time. So. I wrote the song to sort of motivate and hype myself up uh, almost like, uh, you know, like when people like manifest, like they say statements to manifest positive thoughts and positive attitudes. That's what that song was meant to be for myself, just to, to keep that spark alive when I was feeling relatively low or, or having doubts. Um, and so Fast forward a couple of months, I would play this song, practice it on the street, play it at open mic nights and, and gigs and whatnot. And I found that people were coming to me afterwards and saying, I really resonate with the lyrics. And I said, oh, how so? And, you know, they would say, I'm a freelance photographer. And, you know, I've just said, I'm a freelancer. I've opened up my own studio and, you know, I'm having the same challenges, you know, I'm doubting myself at, t- at times and it's hard work. And you know, my parents are saying, why don't you get a steady job? And it's not just like photographers, like restaurant owners. Uh, yeah. It's not just photographers. It's restaurant owners. Well, it's everybody. Uh, creative people do things on exa- their own, you know? Exactly. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's the type of person that basically listens to your podcast, run people who are running from comfort. Mm. Um, these are the ones that 
if could resonate with with the lyrics and and it, it doesn't necessarily mean you know someone who's got big goals to make a lot of money and be successful like there were there was also a girl who was a dentist but wanted to change careers into a social worker and you know being a social worker that's not necessarily going after fame and fortune but for her that's more rewarding of a, a career she wanted to help people and you know her parents were saying what are you doing taking this big reduction in your paycheck you know you've studied to be a dentist you could be comfortable for the rest of your life but she found it more rewarding you know just to help people that that made that that felt good for her so yeah i was getting all this feedback when performing the song and immediately it just clicked as like this is this song is not going to be just for me it's actually going to be a song for everyone and so i want people to you know on a day they wake up and maybe they're not feeling the most motivated uh, i want them to you know press play hear the song and then you know by the end of that three and a half minutes they're ready to take on the day and and get shit done basically that's what the vision and the purpose of the song is now and um and then sort of not just with that song but that has now also become my purpose as an artist and my mission is through music is to inspire this positive uh positive attitude and and encourage people to take risks in life because with risk often comes better rewards and uh yeah you only live once and mm. that's what i want to stand for as an artist mm. no definitely there's yeah. a lot that i want to unpack there but um before i before i get into anything else mm-hmm. can you just like just just for the audience of the people listening could you just go through the um the lyrics for the chorus of that song brave um and if you're feeling brave enough no pun intended um could you sing the chorus? <laughs> yeah, I'll sing it. All right. Uh, I'm just singing it quite quietly. Uh, I'm gonna be brave. I got nothing to lose. Get out of the shade. Fill them boots. I'm gonna be great. I've been paying my dues. When I'm brave, there ain't nothing I can't do. Woo! <laughs> and you see, so listen. I mean, everybody, just listen to the lyrics there. Like everything that you're saying there is so true. When you're brave, there's nothing that you can lose. And as well as mm-hmm. that, you know, you're affirming the fact that you're going to be brave. So great. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things really that's about your story, and that you know, a lot of people go through, especially if they're going to go out there and they're going to try and do something different, or you know, maybe take a changing career path. Like I think you even said. Um, somebody knew were they a dentist that was going to social work? Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Correct. even something like that, you know that, you know that takes some bravery because a lot of people exactly. are going to question like, why are you doing that? And yeah, you know, the first people that are probably going to question you and like you experience will probably be your parents because yeah, a lot of our parents grew up in a different generation, it, and that generation mm-hmm. was um, go get the good paying job, go work that career set yourself up, get your house, get your mortgage. Or I think you said for yourself, your goal was financial freedom. Yeah. I mean, like, well, my goal for for my parents, (laughs) for me, my parents' goal for me was financial freedom. And yeah, yeah, they they were. And it rubs off on you a little bit, doesn't it? 
and it rubs on you off on you a lot. Like after I'm 30 years old, so after um, 30 years of being raised by you know loving parents, um, yeah, it's basically embedded deep within you. And um, sometimes you, you when you want to change your that behaviour, it becomes very difficult because it's not really instinct. So that's something I've had to learn is being someone who's been raised to live very safe, yeah. uh, not to take risk, just to you know, live comfortably and smart. Oh, they'll call it smart. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, taking a risk, like uh, moving to the other side of the world uh, and trying to be a musician playing on the streets. That is, it became, that was so uncomfortable for me. Um, mm. But just over time and, and just doing it day after day, it becomes your normal. So yeah, yeah for I mean, anyone who's like scared uh, to, to take a leap, once you've taken it and you just stick with it, it becomes what's, yeah, it becomes your comfort zone basically. Yeah. And like, you know, a few, a few general comments I want to make here. And the first one is one of my favorite old sayings, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, so very, that's very true in life. Yeah. You know, a lot of us mm-hmm. will try and minimize the amount of risk we take in life. And, you know, sometimes that's a good thing, but in other mm. ways it could be a bad thing. Because I suppose the point I was trying to make earlier is we do live in a generation where it's becoming more and more possible to do what it is that you want to do, what it is that you're talented at, what, you're, what it is that you're good at. Because um, a lot of different industries such as, you know, film, music, um, or it could be anything. You could be a creative person. You could be an artist, whatever it is. You can go out there and you can market yourself. Like you don't need to wait yep. for like somebody else to notice you. You can go out there and do these things yourself. I mean, you, you've been very, very active. And I want, I want to get to that in a moment. And like you said, you were on the path to living one of those, you know, comfortable lifestyles, right? Yep. You know, you had your marketing career, getting mm-hmm. yourself ready to be financially free so you can, I'm imagining part of that, you know, the dream that you were being sold was you retire, uh, kind of retire early and rely on passive income, I suppose. Is, is, yeah. Is that becoming yeah. a bit of the ultimate goal? Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, buying a house and like writing off that appreciation and value. Um, and my, you know, my dad still wor- has worked for the same company for 30 years. So mm. my entire life he's worked for one company and, you know, he's an amazing dad. He's done a, a great job. He's given up, myself and my sister, you know, all the opportunities we needed, opportunities that my parents didn't have when they are growing up. So I can't fault them in, no. how, in how they've done. It. And, but, you know, yeah, we're, we're a different generation and I think we, we want different things. And there's also more possibilities for us. So mm. um, we just re- need to remind our parents that they just, they just want us to look after ourselves because they're spending our inheritance. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't spend their money. I don't ask for their money. Like this is one thing that, um, so I actually, uh, I found, I found you off the Gary V podcast. Mm. Um, and so I'm a, uh, listener of Gary V as well. And, um, yeah, one of the things he says is, as long as your parents are uh, providing for you, you're still living under their roof and they're paying for you, then you have to do what they say. Mm, and if you want to do what you want, you have to fund it yourself. You can't mm-hmm. just expect it both ways. So yeah. So I don't, I don't ask my, I don't borrow money from my parents to, to go fund my dreams. Um, I, you know, I work hard for, you know, on the streets gigging and, and I reinvest that money back into, getting in studio 
Facebook marketing, just all sorts of things. So it's like, yeah, that's basically mm. what I'm doing. Just reinvesting everything I earn um, for the long term. Yeah. And so then if, um, just before we continue, so just, just what I really wanted to sort of just note here is especially all the people in the creative sphere, you know, the people that your single brave is about, or really just anyone in general, you're probably going to stumble across a point in life where it's like, well, maybe I do want to do something different or maybe I want to pursue this. And the biggest thing is realizing that to do that, you kind of have to become your own biggest fan because, um, I think I made a, mentioned before like your dad's words were harsh i didn't mean harsh as in your dad's a bad person what are you saying to you yeah, bad things. yeah. no they're very smart and responsible things for mm-hmm. your father to say but ultimately mm-hmm. you're going to come to a point where even your love your most dearly beloved people in your life may not believe in you you might be the only person yep. that believes in yourself and yep. if you're blessed yep. enough to have somebody that understands your dream and your vision then you know they're people you want to keep around it doesn't necessarily mean yep. you have to cut off the non-believers but I yeah. suppose that's a, that's got to be a scary place to be when you're the only person that's actually, you know, believing in yourself and you take such a big plunge. So what I want to ask you next was what was your game plan mm-hmm. when you got to Germany? Did you really know like what you're going to do or how you're going to do it? Or I don't know. Tell me about this. <laughs> what? I'm curious. To be honest, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really know exactly how it was going to go. I knew, I knew, I didn't know anyone in Germany. Uh, especially in, in the music industry or anything. So, and I had no uh, music produced either. I had these songs that I could play on the guitar and, and that was it. So I didn't have anything to show for it. So I just knew that I had to, you know, just start on the street, um, which was, yeah, which was a, an awesome experience. And also like you're playing out there for five, six hours a day. It's, uh, it's hard work, but it's really, um, you, your your craft becomes a lot better. Just do you lose your voice a lot singing for that many hours well, on end? Well, initially, yes, I did, but over you know doing it for months and months uh, regularly, my my voice just became super strong, and it it's just like any muscle that like when you go to the gym, you know, with your exercising your your biceps a lot. Um, yeah, over time, it just it just gets stronger and stronger, and and that's what happened to my voice. Like it it, it could last longer, the endurance is better, and yeah, the tone improved as well. So mm. I yes. have actually my vo- voice has somewhat evolved in the last sort of twelve months because of that experience. Um, you're getting yourself ready for bigger and better things. Yeah, hopefully. Um, in- but in terms of ga- game plan, yeah, I mean, I educate myself uh you know i i do online music business courses i read music business books uh i read blogs articles and etc so most of my spare time is just learning about how the industry works i have a marketing background uh but it's quite different to actually being hands-on and having to do everything at a sort of micro level so oh have i lost you no, no, you haven't lost me. I'm still, I'm listening. Are you? Have I lost connection? Yeah. I think I've lost you. Hang on, are you coming? I think, yeah. I can, I can, so I can hear you, but your yeah, screen's frozen. Oh no, I think you're gone.
Ah, uh, hello. Was that me? Was that me? Uh, I'm not actually sure, to be perfectly honest. Um, but we're we're back. Uh, we're recording. Okay. Um, hello. Is what this... were we up to? <laughs> Sorry, we disconnected there for a minute. Um, <clears throat> you were talking about your marketing background. Yep. And how it's very different in terms of marketing yourself within the music industry. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I did marketing for a big company. It didn't really have an online focus. It was more like selling products on shelves within big retailers, which is obviously mm. very different to the music industry, you know, social media, getting stuff out on Spotify uh, and keeping up to date with all, all the new platforms. Watching it's Gary very, B. So you have to post 10 pieces of content B. a day. Otherwise you're insecure. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't do that. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, so I had to learn a lot. Like, despite my marketing background, there was a lot I didn't know, and uh, it's still a lot I don't know, and I'm figuring out as as we go. Um, so, yeah, in terms of game plan, I've just been sort of rolling with it, I guess, and taking opportunities as they come, being open to opportunities. Um, one awesome thing about being sort of a full time musician is you know, not having a day job is if, if an opportunity comes, I can just take it. I don't have to, you know, ask for leave or, you know, worry about getting shifts covered and that sort of thing. I can just say, yeah, I can make it, I can take it. Um, mm. Which surprisingly, you know, there's been a, a few of those situations where something last minute has, has come up and I've been able to snap it up immediately. So you're not necessarily financially free, but in a way you're a bit more time free. Not that, you know, you yeah. have tons of like spare time. I mean, I imagine you must be very busy, but you're yeah. free to kind of do think, take things as they come. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I have the flexibility and the freedom mm. to, to, to do what I want and prioritize what I want. Like I'm my own boss, I guess. So that's <laughs> um, be a good feeling. I, it, it it has pros and cons. Like uh, it's a good feeling. Another thing I've had to learn is uh, meeting deadlines. Um, previously, you know, I reported to to a manager, and the man if the manager said it needs to be done by the state, it was done by the state because I would lose my job if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Today, if 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 I set myself a deadline, it's me ho holding myself accountable. Mm. And you know, earlier on, I was very forgiving. <laughs> Uh, you know, if, if oh, it wasn't done by that day, oh, it's all right. Yeah. You know, you've been busy, you've been doing other things. Um, so, you know, it's just, I've had to learn to set a deadline and actually stick to it. Um, and, you know, and it, when it comes to like releasing music, that's very important. And now is it more like you sort of at the point where it's like, all right, let's be less forgiving. If I need to get this shit done, we, is it like a, I'll stay up till two, three in the morning if I got to like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, and yeah, basically doing a lot, uh, you know, for example, like the single that I released, it's just relentless emails, direct messages to, to blogs, Spotify playlists, uh, YouTubers. I've just been, you know, in a week, 40 hours purely on admin, mm. excluding, excluding any music. Um, and that's what people often don't see, you know, they've, I'll share it on social media that, you know, I got this uh, article or this review written by this blog. That's, that's, I worked my ass off <laughs> to, to get that review. 
Um, mm. it, you know, unfortunately, some, you know, often it's not, it's not natural that pe people will find the music. You've actually got to put it in front of them. And, you know, it's the same with uh, us doing this podcast, people, uh, people listening, they, they don't know that, you know, I actually found the podcast um, running from comfort and I mm -hmm. approached you and I asked you yeah. to be part of it because I, you know, I wanted to share my story and my music. And, and that's, um, yeah. that's something that struck me. It's, you're very, you're very proactive. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people maybe don't understand because I, I imagine you're not the only proactive musician out there, but a lot of people, you know, when they're getting into something that's a bit different and it is a bit of a hustle, I think yeah. sometimes people think that they just fall into it or they luck into it. They're very unaware of like all the work that goes into it. And I mean, for you, when I got that message from you, like, Hey, I'm a musician. I'm about to release my single. Um, you want to give it a listen, by the way, I heard your podcast. I'd love to come on and tell your story. I, I, I'll read that message. And first of all, I'm humbled. I'm like, Oh, this guy's heard my podcast and he thinks, you know, my podcast is a good enough platform that he'd want to tell his own story on it. And two, I thought, yeah. geez, this guy's got a bit of hustle and bustle in him. So yeah. and, and before, I, before I let you take the rain again, um, what I just wanted to say is I'm just going to beat the dead horse here. Cause something that keeps mm -hmm. coming up is yep. this idea of taking action. I just want to draw, just pull this back because mm -hmm. What you mentioned when you first got to Germany was you really didn't have a game plan. You just had, you just had to start doing. And I think yeah. the more I talk to people, the more that's always the case. You know, everybody that's going out there doing their own thing, you know, there, there's some form of planning. It's like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful in this field. Other than yeah. that, it's not about sitting around and wasting time and procrastinating about it. It's about mm -hmm. just getting shit done. Yeah. So you have built yourself up a bit of a hustle, a bit of a music hustle. I mean, I think you said you did 40 hours of admin just on yeah. your single. Now, yeah. I, I, I want to pull away from the single side of things though. In terms of what you're actually doing musical wise to bring in an mm -hmm. income, what do you do? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, in terms of the income, so I've only got one single out and you know, streaming income is not huge, especially for a, a relatively unknown artist. So don't, make any money on that um you know i, I make my money off uh, playing street music and um over over the course of this year I've, I've managed to sort of um build up a relatively good reputation as a cover singer which is is not necessarily my dream job but you know it pays the bills so people mm -hmm. do hire me for functions, corporate functions, weddings, birthday parties as well. So I do that in addition to street music, uh, which pays my rent and um, anything excess to that goes back into music. So, you know, I got to pay a producer, I got to pay to promote my, my music. So it's just, yeah, it's an ecosystem, mm. but that's how I get my money at this point. And my goal for sort of the, the next 12 months is to be increasing the gigs where I'm actually singing my own music. <laughs> which is but that's you know my my main goal i don't i don't i want to be doing less of these cover gigs but at the moment there are means to an end i'm just curious have you heard of um an artist by the name of anderson pack no okay uh just quickly if you haven't here heard him and this includes any listeners out there go check out anderson pack his music is phenomenal um he's one of my favorite artists and mm -hmm. something that struck me about his story which you know i'm beginning to understand it's not too uncommon a story is a lot of it starts out by just playing a lot of cover gigs and then you get yourself mm -hmm. out there, you get known. And, you know, one of the things from Anderson Pack's story, um, 
was this whole idea that not only was he just doing all these cover gigs, but anytime there was an opportunity for him to play, he took mm-hmm. it. And yep. you know, a lot of people might think, oh, Anderson Pack, um, oh, he didn't really blow up until he had that uh, first song on Malibu, Come Down or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, actually, you know, he was hustling his way through the music industry the whole time, which is exactly what I see you are currently mm. in the process of doing. Yeah. And, um, and I'll be completely like transparent about, you know, my, uh, how the actions I take. And, you know, I, I, as I said, I, was, I sing at weddings. You know, when my new single came out, I was emailing every wedding couple that I had, uh, that I had sung for. And I said, here's my new single. Please enjoy it. Listen to it. Share it. Share it with everyone who was a guest in your wedding. Like, this is what I'm doing. And sometimes it might feel a bit, you know, wanky, for lack mm. of a better word. Or Yeah, you feel uh, like you're being annoying. I, I, yeah, I get that. That's what I yeah. feel like when I share my podcast from time to time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it has equated to, you know, not everyone, not everyone is interested, but, you know, some people responded and said, it's an amazing song. I'm absolutely going to share it with the guests um, at my wedding. And you just got to put your pride aside and, and just do it. And um, mm. and when I, when I said I was, you know, doing 40 hours of admin, contacting Spotify playlists, bloggers, etc. Yeah, I, I'm literally getting maybe 1% mm. uh, response rate in, in mm. return. And I'm, and, I'm st- and I'm just following up. If they haven't replied in a week, I'm following up. But it's a numbers game. Is what, is you you have to follow me up too. Because I've been to Slack I, lately. I've I been to Slack to lately, you people. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I was like, hey, man, so when are we doing this? That's exactly right. So, yeah. Um, so I can vouch for this. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's taking action and, um, and just, just, yeah, just basically putting it as far and wide as you can. And, um, and I'll also share with you another sort of strategy that I am trying to do as, a, as an artist. Now I mentioned, you know, the people that I believe will relate to my music are those creatives, entrepreneurs, freelancers, uh, small business type of people um yes just yesterday i i was firing off emails to co-working spaces around cologne mm. uh, because you know there's a lot of people who just have a shared office it's not only is it a great networking place for people uh but you know i i, I actually contacted the office managers of of these places and i said i'm a singer songwriter here's here's my latest single so you have the vibe i guess uh, I would love to come in and perform for free. Like I just want to uh, get in front of what I perceive as a really good audience for my music. And um, I also want to help. I think my music will help them with their challenges as well. So that's, that's sort of my, my marketing hat is, is, is showing through. Like this is how I'm approaching it. Mm. And it's, you know, it's not just like, trying to be on the trendy music blogs and um and you know cool pure artistry like the reality is promotion self-promotion and marketing is a huge part of it it's, mm. in the last month it's been probably 80 percent of of my work so that's what a lot of people don't that's see. that's 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 also what it takes to get off the ground and there's something that i want everybody to take away from this so you're obviously somebody uh, you're, you're to take, you're not just, oh, goodness, I'm stuttering all over the place. Um, 
what I was trying to say was yeah. <laughs> you're not somebody that's just taking all the opportunities that's coming to you. You're also going out there creating a lot of opportunities and not just by like, creating opportunities to the point where you're creating opportunities that most people wouldn't see. Like the idea mm-hmm. to go perform for a co-working space. Now, I thought the idea of you just reaching out to people in the co-working space was great. And then well, you're yeah. going to say, hey, can I come and perform? Like you're yeah. literally offering yourself out there just for exposure. And like you yeah. said, 80% of what you're doing now is marketing. That's a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you, what you're That's doing huge. with your music career is not too different to what somebody starting their own business needs to do yeah. because it's the same thing. Yeah. And, um, and I'll say, I'll credit that idea to actually, uh, so in my marketing previous life, one of my clients, uh, we're actually really good friends now. And he, so he's still in New Zealand and, uh, but we catch up monthly and, and I've sort of adopted him as, as my marketing mentor to help me with, um, with, with promoting my music. And it was actually him that came up with idea, the idea. So having a mentor is also really, really good because sometimes it can feel like you're just in your own head and you're not thinking outside the box. Um, getting someone else who, who is an expert uh, and also, you know, as a friend can really help out as well. Mm. No, it's, it's always good to have people in your network that you can bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I've got a friend, um, shout out to Dre or Andre from different kind of genius who appeared on his show. And, you know, we probably catch up with a phone call every other week and, you know, we bounce ideas off each other. Um, yeah. he's a lot better at taking action on them than what I am, but, um, <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so this is, yeah, this guy's name is Kane. Shout out to Kane. I know he's going to listen to this, so I better mention his name, but, um, yeah, he's a very creative guy with, Right, really cool ideas and his daughter is actually in my music video so i don't know oh. if you remembered seeing a little yes so uh, as an 11 year old girl that's that's his daughter yeah spoiler for the music video you had um so you know if you haven't watched a music video yet go watch it and come back <laughs> but anyway um, <laughs> Press so in, in the music video for brave um what i thought was really cool was you highlighted other people singing the lyrics to your song can you explain the concept behind that yeah, and as I mentioned before, like initially the song was written for myself, but it became apparent that other people were relating to it, and I wanted it to be an, a song that motivated other people. And then I just started thinking about people in my life, uh, friends, and maybe acquaintances who were being brave in their lives, and you know, you you just. Maybe I wasn't super close to them, but I, you know, scroll, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, you, you see that some people you know are up to some pretty cool stuff. So I, you know, contacted eight people, actually like more than eight people, because you know, some people weren't available, which is which is all part of it. And you're um, a hustler, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you hit so, up half your Facebook friends list. <laughs> oh, I, I I probably contacted about twelve, and then like four either said they were unavailable or just were not contactable or were too busy. So uh, in, in the end, I got uh, eight people who uh, I do, who I see as doing something brave in their own lives. So, you know, there's, um, there's a girl who's uh, also a singer songwriter. Sort of, she produces her own music in her bedroom and that's super cool. And she's fully invested. She does that full time. Uh, another girl who wants to be in musical theater actress Sammy so she was studying to be a nurse 
but she quit her studies because she's like, that's not what I want to do. I actually want to do musical theater. Um, there was uh, Tim, he's a 40, 45 year old, but a few years ago he quit his you know, well-paying job in IT uh, to start up his own yoga studio. So these people are all around. There's, I'm not the only one. I'm always talking about myself, you know, as part of my, my marketing is how you know, it's, it's this brave story and this brave journey. But the reality is there's so many other people doing the same thing. And I, I wanted to highlight that and give them a bit of, uh, give them a bit of love. And I also wanted to show viewers of the music video that the song is not just about me. It's about anyone who's out there taking a risk. Mm. pursuing pursuing their form of happiness yeah so yeah. yeah and i really like that concept behind it and that's that's sort of what i gathered from watching the video so once again if you've not checked out the brave music video this is <laughs> you know your third chance go check it out yeah um, exactly but you know moving on because i suppose part of being brave as well and you did touch on this a little bit earlier is getting past that fear of judgment a lot of that fear of mm-hmm. judgment ultimately comes from insecurity. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I feel like I've learned is the less you judge other people, the less judgment you hold against yourself, the less insecure you are. That's something. Yeah. That's just something that like I've been working on in the background, but yeah, I I just want to put this out there. My biggest insecurity at the moment from time to time is every single time I'm about to hit release on a podcast, (laughs) I've got, I get this thought and it's like somebody who I went to school or university with that. I don't even talk to anymore. It's going to listen to this. They're going to pick out somewhere where I've said something embarrassing and haven't even realized and plaster all over the internet. And I'm going to become a mean sensation. And every single time I (laughs) press publish, I'm like, damn it, that's not going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's insecurity I have to overcome. Now you, I remember when we first spoke, you said, you know, you were sort of worried about, you know, what do coworkers think? What do these people think? What's, what's one of your bigger insecurities and how do you handle it? Yeah. So initially I, I I guess, I guess I, I had built up this, this reputation of who I was back home and you know, who my new goal or my new dream was so contrastingly different that I was just worried people would think I was, I was nuts. Um, uh, when it came to colleagues, um, and it's funny you say, um, I was worried about colleagues. Um, I just recently last week changed my LinkedIn after 18 months, mind you, after 18 months of, of doing music full time, I actually ch- finally changed my LinkedIn profile to singer songwriter slash artist. Taking steps. And, and yeah. And you know, the, the reason it took so long was because I was worried about, you know, what these colleagues under a professional setting would think of me. Um, you know, and then I thought, you know, if, if music doesn't work out as at least, at least I can, you know, go back to marketing. So by not changing it, I was, in a way, not committing to what I was doing. Um, so I used the release of my single as an opportunity to say, hey, everyone that I, all LinkedIn connections, recruiters that I've previously dealt with, suppliers, clients, ex-colleagues, by the way, this is what I'm doing now and, and this is my song. And this is me net from now on. Is hey, I basically just been do. gone for a minute, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, the, so, what was um, the response like on the LinkedIn though? No, it was good. Like um, people were, uh, you know, and the people on LinkedIn are, you know, not necessarily my close friends. So there were people who weren't Facebook friends or Instagram followers who, 
had no idea what I was doing. And um, yeah, and they said, oh, that's awesome. Good on you. Like, it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage. Um, and so it's been, it's been really positive. And, mm. you know, I will be using LinkedIn as a, a platform that I post things to in, in future that I see relevant. And as we said I'd, before, like, entre- I'd say entrepreneurs- all your music is relevant. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody, I, got, I don't think I see many people post music on LinkedIn. So no, I, it's, I almost want to say this quietly. I think that could almost be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like if I especially there's a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers on there with their own businesses. So it's, it's mm. a great platform to reach them. Um, and yeah, no one's really posting music up there. So yeah. So that's what I'm going to try. That's what I'm going to do. Um, um <laughs> but what was, okay, it? What so was that? I think I I think I yeah, I think I went left of what your question was, but Okay, I no, I was just asking what the reception on LinkedIn was. Um but I did have another oh, question yeah. and this one I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Um because I think the single's great. My honest mm-hmm. impression of it, I think it's really well put together, it's a really well produced song. You I can feel the message and the meaning behind the song, and you know, having to have chatted to you now this is the second time we've you know spoke over Zoom call, you know. I, mm-hmm. I really get that vibe from you. But what I want to know is have you had like any negative feedback to the single yet? And if so, how have you received that? How have you digested it? Well, to be honest, I haven't had uh, any negative feedback uh, on the song. Um, that's probably because because it's my first single. Most of the people listening are people in my, in my sort of social circle. So mm. I, I, you know, I think people... Even if they don't like it, they probably don't want to tell me that they don't like it because they just don't, they just don't want to offend me. So, but actually, before I launched it, there is a there is a a website where you can upload your music, and you can get reviews from random people. Mm. And so, because I want, because I was like, my friends are just going to say it's good because they're my friends and they, you know, they want to support me. But what your friends are nicer people... than mine. No, I'm Oh, like I'm a Kiwi and, and us Kiwis, we don't like to, we'll tell you behind your back, but we don't want to tell you to your face. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I did this uh, sort of, I got a hundred sort of reviews from, from random people uh, around the world uh, of various ages. And yeah, and it was mixed, uh, mixed feedback. It was like, on average, it was rated uh, in I think 7.9 out of 10, which is... Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty I was good. pretty happy with that. I was pretty happy with that. I but, think that's um, a, I think it's a fair score. It's a very good single. But anyways, continue. Yeah, but there was you know there was a few one out of tens in there, and mm. like you can't help but read it, and then like suddenly just like it's like a, a dagger comes in, into your heart, mm. and then there was like three. I think there was three one out of ten reviews out of a hundred, and it's why why is it that I hone in on these three and get so upset when there is like six tens saying wonderful things and you mm. know i don't get as happy as i get sad when i read the the bad reviews that's just like, that, was there anything in their comments in particular that suck out like what did they have to say um well some silly comments like sounds like he sounds like usher and not in a good way um was one was one of the comments <laughs> Um, but like it, it came down like that's, that's a weird one. It, he sounds like Usher, yeah. but not in a good way. I, and I and I don't sound like Usher at all, so it was strange. But um, 
when, when it comes down to it, like it's just opinion. If you don't mm. like that type of music, um, it's subjective. Like yeah. music is, is subjective and it's, yeah, there's nothing, it's no fact that this is good music and this is bad music. It's, it's it depends on. I agree. Unless it's me singing, then it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you know what things one of the things I learned is that you know your friends or social circle may not necessarily be the audience that you're going for. Um, mm. You know I make pop music, and I have friends who don't like pop music. They like mm-hmm. alternative or hip hop or you know something completely different to pop. And so me forcing that down their throats is like it's there's no point in doing that. So it, at some point you just need to, you know, accept that not everyone will love it. And it's not because they don't like you and it's not because they want to offend you. It's just, it's just not to their taste. And, you know, before I was super concerned, you know, like sometimes when you post frequently, you know, you lose followers because people mm-hmm. don't find you relevant anymore for whatever reason. Yeah. And, you know, some of these people were people in my social circles who, were, who I noticed were unfollowing. And I used to take this to heart and I used to get so offended when people did this. And so I would almost post less because if I posted less, people would therefore not be reminded of me and not click unfollow, which is completely the wrong attitude. Um, so now I've gone back to posting lots. Yes, uh, yes, people drop off all the time, but more people come on as well. So, And you're you, refining your you just, audience by doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're keeping the like, people that actually are interested in what you're doing. You're finding yeah. more people that are interested in what you're doing. And you're losing yeah. the people that, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, they might have been, to a degree, pity followers. Like, you know, I really like Anthony. I want to support his music. And then they look and they go, oh, maybe it's too much in the news feed. And, I mean, yeah, I can relate yeah. to this. Like, not all yeah, my friends absolutely. want to listen to my podcast, and I, I get it. When absolutely. I, when I start throwing it out there all the time, it's like, yeah, I don't really care about your podcast, Zach. Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'll find people yeah. that will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we can still that, be friends, what... right? Can we hang out the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that's exactly what goes on there. What I believe goes on their mind. Like, yeah, yeah. He was a nice guy. Like five years ago, we worked together. But I don't need to hear about his songs all the time. And it's mm. just accepting that that will happen regardless of what, if it's music or you have a business or whatever that that will happen. And you just got to focus on, on getting the new people and you know, the people, the new people that I have managed to, to pull in um, people, you know, who, who are, I don't know from real life, they just found me on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, you know, the messages they send me are so heartwarming and those are worth 10 times what people who aren't interested in, you know, mm. in terms of follower count, like it's, it's quality over quantity. That's what I've exactly. Learned. And, uh, I, and that's, I suppose that's what keeps you going as well. Like you said, you know, you get those messages. It lets you know mm. that what you're doing is actually having a positive impact, which, you know, I imagine yeah. aside from wanting to be probably one of the world's biggest musicians at some stage, part of your goal would probably be to have a positive impact. Yeah. And so, and, and this is like, this is another thing um, that I've learned. I, I read a lot of like self-development books and uh, you know, self-help books and try to, you know, trying to manifest success. And one of the reoccurring themes was that you, you need to have a selfless 
uh, goal. And, mm. and Gary Vee talks about this a lot. Um, it's, you know, you need to be, you just want to add value. Hang on, I think, I think I'm losing you there a little bit. Okay. Sorry. Um, did I... That was my connection. Um, it's okay. okay. I think it's back now. Uh, sorry, you're saying... Um, what did I... Hang on. Is it stable yet? <laughs> I can, it's fine for me. Is it fine okay. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Yeah. So no, sorry. Um, you were just saying, um, how Gary V, you know, says you need to have a selfless goal. Yep. Yep. So Gary, Gary V says you need to have a selfless goal. Um, and you know, not one that's of being selfish, you know, you know, for example, wanting to get rich or wanting to get famous or whatever. And so, you know, a few years ago, you know, I've sung for a while and you know, a, a dream of mine has always been to be a, a famous singer. But, you know, that was a very selfish goal. Um, and so it was only through, through this journey that I realized that I want to be the artist that just inspires and motivates people and empowers people to, to mm. go for their dreams. And, and that is now the thing that drives me. Uh, I just want to have a positive impact on people in their day. And whatever happens in my music career as a result of that, um, you know, I hope something good will come of that. But at the center of it is is this goal to inspire inspire positivity in people, which yeah. And You're already from doing reading it. a lot of books. Oh, thank you, thank you, myself included. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> anyway, sorry, um, sorry. You were about to make a point. I just had to interrupt you there. So um, continue. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, from, from reading a lot of these books, that's one thing that I learned. I, I, you know, I have always been pretty, pretty selfish, like growing up, like uh, it's just how I was, I don't want to say it's how my parents raised me, but I've, it's just how I've always been. It's, it's very like, looking I after myself. Some I, people are very charitable and, and giving and like I'm in Germany, for example, and people are so conscious of community and it's and it's really good and mm -hmm. so the you know playing on the street i've noticed how generous um people are here and um that is something that i've sort of learned is to be less concerned with myself and and try to help other people out mm. but just 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 what i was just i just want to say this i just want to make this point just what you were saying there you know i used to be quite selfish mm -hmm. i think to a degree we all are. And I suppose if your parents put more selfless values into you as you're growing up, you're mm -hmm. less likely to be more selfish. But mm -hmm. you know, like when you meet a selfish person, selfish person, and like, you know, maybe someone criticize them, you know, it'd certainly be something like you think the world revolves around you. Well, guess what? In your own head, you think the world revolves around you because the, everything that you experience in the world is through yourself. So yeah. technically to yourself, the world does revolve around you. So I suppose yeah. unless you actually condition yourself out of that mindset, Naturally, yeah. I do think we are like that little bit selfish, but something yeah, you yeah. touched on, and we have spoke about this before. Um, so, and I and I want to get you to just go through this. Is mm -hmm. um, you know, you said when you were playing on the streets, you got to see some of the generosity of people. Tell me about the experience mm -hmm. of like you know playing on the streets. Yeah, sure. What have you so learned like, from that? I've learned so much from playing on the streets. And um, so, firstly, I got like straight away, I got to see the best part of humanity uh, you know you you don't really know what to expect when you're going to play on the street and uh, you but you know 
I was able to make enough money to survive, which was pretty good. People were, you know, would give me more money than I would expect. I expected to to happen before I started. Um, on a on a cold day, people would buy me a coffee. On a hot day, people would buy me a lemonade. Um, I also uh, busk with my my dog, my Mexican street dog, which is <laughs> another story. Maybe we can go into it. Maybe we don't have time. But um, that's okay. I think we've always... got some time. But continue. Yeah, but they would always. Um, buy her treats. I would never have to buy my, my dog treats because people would bring them. Um, what, uh, on occasion, people thought I was homeless and you know said, you know, do you have somewhere to stay? And they would offer me their place. And I would just have to tell them, oh, I've, I've got a home, thanks. But um, Is that kind of awkward though? Because it's you. like, they're being extra generous. They're like, oh, if you need somewhere to stay, but in the same time, I was like, wait, they thought I was homeless? Like, is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I'm just on this weird adventure on the other side of the world playing on the street. So I don't really mind. I just roll with it. Uh, I didn't get offended or anything. It's, I just find it funny. Uh, mm. I mean, there's a lot of homeless people playing music. There, you know, some homeless people playing music as well on the streets. So fair enough. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, one of, one of my, my favorite stories is uh, I was playing outside a Euro shop, which is like a dollar shop. And uh, a homeless guy, I saw him go into the shop and then a few minutes later he came out and he had two chocolate bars, uh, a little Santa toy because it was December. Uh, he had a bag of dog treats and he had a candle. And he gave me everything except the candle. And he went to the other side of the street, lit the candle and sat on the ground. And he just listened to me play for one hour and, and it, it had the smile on his face. And I was just like, holy shit. Like this homeless guy spent probably like four euros, which is a lot of money for, for a homeless person. Um, to, yeah, just, just because he appreciated my music. And, you it's know. powerful. Yeah. And, you know, me coming from the office, you know, I, the old me back home sitting in my office at my desk. And then, you know, I'd go, I'd go to the city, walk down the main street, see homeless people and not think twice like i would mm. just walk past them and think get a job you know you know that sort of attitude yeah um but you know actually playing on the street people watching i've seen you know yes some homeless people are you know unfortunately alcoholics or drug addicts and you know yeah quite quite difficult maybe you need to stay away from them some some of them don't drink, don't do drugs. They're just in a tough situation. And they some of them don't do that till they get on the streets either because yeah. it becomes such a hard sort of place to live and survive that it almost yeah. forces you into those things just yeah. as an escape. Yeah. And some of them that some of them on the street don't. Um, mm. But there's a perception that they do. And, um, and, yeah, I've just been able to watch since I'm playing for hours and, and see another perspective. And that's been really cool for me. As I mentioned before, very <laughs> have been a, quite a selfish person in the past, but it's so humbling to, you know, have a homeless person give you money. Mm. That's crazy. That is insane. And, and, you know, now I'm a lot more socially aware, shall we say? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other week I did a living room concert just in my apartment. Um, I invited like 10 friends and I just, I just played a little concert for an hour and um, yeah. And I just said like, this concert is for free, but 
um, donate into the hat and all that will go to uh, go to uh, the local homeless shelter. So yeah, that is something I would not have done. Are your 10 friends generous? That's my question. They are. Well, yeah, they all good. We made 60, 60 euros, oh, that's, which that's is decent. what, which is like nearly a hundred bucks Australian. Mm. So, so yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's pretty good for an hour performing. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been an amazing experience. It's given me perspective uh, and someone who has admittedly been quite narrow minded in the past um, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot about myself and about people a lot more than, you know, s- sitting at my desk in the last five mm. years. Yeah. You know, I can't believe it took me so long to actually ask you this because, you know, but I'm going to take you back and it's okay. This, this podcast mm-hmm. can go a little longer. I think, you know, I think mm-hmm. if you're listening right now, you're definitely enjoying this conversation. So you don't mind this going any longer, <laughs> right? Anyways, no, so ca- ca- carrying on. Um, because I can't believe it took me so long to ask you this. So when you were doing a marketing job back in um, mm-hmm. Zealand, like just, just on a daily basis, just briefly, like how did you feel just day to day? Day to day. Look, I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy. Like mm. I, um, you know, I, I had, I had goals. I wanted to work, work, work my way up the corporate ladder. You know, I had a, I had a cool job. Um, I was in the liquor industry. So there was a lot of, um, cool events going on like as there is with like liquor liquor brands is always like mm-hmm. super, i got to travel um you know i got to go to san francisco i'd go to i'd go to sydney which is you know it's not far for you but it's it's mm-hmm. quite cool cool for us going over to sydney um yeah queenstown like i got to travel a lot of places and for work and there was a, yeah a lot of cool perks involved um so so I had nothing really to complain about. I can't say like, oh, my employers were, were dicks. They weren't. They were nice. Like, mm. I, but it was just, you know, what I was what I was doing, I, I feel like it wasn't the path that I wanted to take. So what um, What was it? Yeah. What, what made you then, you know, was there something like eating away at you into wanting you to do the music? Like, how do you go from a job that you don't hate with a comfortable income to mm-hmm. I'm just going to live on the other side of the world and have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do music and it's going to work. Like, um, well, to what, well, to be honest, there's a, there's the, the story of my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend is from Germany, which is why I'm here. And, um, she was living with me in New Zealand uh, for two years and she missed her, her parents and she wanted to be with them. So she said, you know, I want to go back back home and I had never lived overseas before. Um, I had always like intended on doing the London OE thing, which is very common for Kiwis and Aussies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted to go to Germany and I thought, all right, why not? So let's do it. Um, and so, you know, initially I was thinking, okay, I've got to find a marketing job. You know, who are my, who are my contacts? I worked for, a couple sort of relatively international companies. So there, there could have been like contacts that may have helped me get a, get a job over here. Um, but then I clicked and I said, you know, I love music. I've, I've only ever done it part-time as a way of earning pocket money. Uh, I was 29 at the time, nearly 30. And so that if I'm going to try music, this is the time. Mm. There's, no, there's no other time. Um, 
so either you know i go i go hard you know i and i had, I had nothing to lose like i've still got a good marketing cv and if mm-hmm. i if i wanted to start looking for jobs today i could and i, mm-hmm. I think i would find find one relatively easily but just quickly, what Gary Vee likes to say, you know, go after your passion and your purpose now. Go hustle a grind. Like, go get a career when you're 30. Like, fuck. Yeah. Stop stressing. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a yeah. career to go back to. That's the other thing. If I you need, a, if you want. If I need, yeah. And, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of the mindset that I've had to develop is, you know, not falling into it too easily. Like, mm. you know, it is easy to say, I've got, I've got a backup plan. When, when you have a backup plan, it becomes quite easily the plan um mm-hmm. so it's i've had to like stay mentally strong to not go towards that temptation and then you know there has occasionally been moments where i thought oh this is really hard maybe i should just send a cv out but i knew i know that if i do that this this whole thing will be have been for nothing so mm. yeah um that's that's basically how I fell into this path. Yeah, so so it was a girlfriend that got you to Germany, and it mm-hmm. was the opportunity to be somewhere new, where mm-hmm. you decided let's just give this one good crack. Yeah, and look, mm. um, uh, you know, it's a lot easier being someone anonymous uh, on the other side of the world when no one knows you to do something as bold as playing street music, and uh, and just you know, no one knows who you are. You don't have this reputation to uphold. You can be someone new, whoever you want to be. Uh, that's mm. a unique opportunity. Um, so I understand like that's, that's challenging. It would be a lot tougher if I was still in New Zealand and Auckland, mm. you know, if I played on the streets of Auckland, every second person would be someone I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that would be, mm. Oh, I would, I would find that so uncomfortable. Um, so, I still think you. I still think you'd do fine. I reckon. You know, you've got it in you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been. That would. That would require being very, very brave. Well, at least you now definitely probably would be able to. But you know, you still would have probably yeah. before. But I suppose I get yeah. what you mean. You know, me being from Hobart, yeah. being in Melbourne, like yeah. it does make me feel a bit more free in terms of. Yeah. Oh, I don't care if I embarrass myself as much. Like I yeah. can relate. But, you know, yeah. I haven't necessarily sung in front of a crowd. That's not my forte. <laughs> so I, yeah. even though I acknowledge that, you know, I don't want to sing and I'm a bad singer, I still get like semi-embarrassed singing lyrics to songs in front of people that like know yeah. like, <laughs> So like, I'll tell you what, you know, you've picked yourself one hell of a career that you really need to be brave in, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. And look, like I've only, just, I've released one song. Like if you look at open up, Spotify look at any artist they've got albums out like mm. so it's only I've only just sometimes sometimes I think like oh maybe it's you know this is quite hard and I'm like you, you've released one song like keep going mm. um, and See, I wish I could give you yeah. advice here because I suppose you're you must to a degree be torn between the marketing side of things and the writing side of things is there a bit of a yeah. push and pull there yeah, there's that. I mean, like, like, I can't get rid of the marketing side because um, you know, that's what I studied and worked on for like eight, nine years. Um, however, that is the reality. Is that is a huge part of it. Um, mm. You know, you, I can write all day, but no one's going to hear it if if I don't. 
use uh, use these marketing tactics to try to get it in front of people. So do you test yeah. your songs out on like the street much or I do like, I, I mean like when I, when I write them, I just, I just practice them on the street and um, yeah. And generally, you know, Germany is you know, by default, they, you know, they all listen to English music, but they probably don't interpret the lyrics as much as uh, a native English speaking country. But um but generally they do respond to, to it very well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I write catchy pop music that gets stuck in your head that kind of tends to sum up my music. So, yeah, people, people like it. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of catchy pop music, yeah. you're on The Voice in Germany. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So we've never had a voice of New Zealand. I know Australia's got one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of those, when I was talking earlier about being open to opportunities, uh, you know, not having to have a job to take leave on, to, uh, you know, to take up these opportunities. And one of them was the voice. And, you know, I met a few other contestants who had to quit their jobs because they weren't allowed the time off. Um, because it was, Just with the audition? Know, they, for 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 the first audition to like once you there's the casting round and then the blind audition where you, you sing in front of the chairs and even just to get to that point you, you it's been a, it's a lot of time involved and it's in berlin which is a six hour train or uh, train right away so mm. people come from all, all over the country so yeah so you know i had the luxury of being available for that um and so yeah, I, I did. I went through the casting. You know, they liked it. it, it in, in all fairness, it's quite a romantic story for reality, reality TV, isn't it? Like a guy. Yeah. From uh, the- just quickly, so it's on your YouTube channel. So Ant yeah. Utamu, Utama, sorry, or mm-hmm. Ant Utama. <laughs> um, yeah, correct. And you can watch this, and I do recommend you do. So you, you're on The Voice, and mm-hmm. they they actually did. They went through and they got your backstory. What's the process mm-hmm. of that from your side of things? Well, I've so, seen that on so many shows before, you know, they get the person yeah. got right for the audition, you know, you get the whole backstory. Yeah. Um, well, I mean like at the casting when you, you have to sing so they, they know, okay, yep. They can sing. You also have to fill out this 20 page form and this form was pages. In, yeah. Yeah. Cause they ask questions about, you know, your family challenges and you've had in your life what your goals are etc they just want they want to know about you so if there's like a story somewhere they can they can take from it um and you know this form was in german so i was sitting Mm. on my phone like typing out my like typing the question out translating it then typing my answer out translating it and then writing it on this form took me like two hours to fill out this form oh geez Uh, yeah it was horrible and then and then they said you know we want you to be part of it but um you're gonna have to interview in german and then i was like what like i I had been in in germany for about six months at the time and um and i hadn't had uh very good i hadn't focused on learning german which was probably a bad thing um so you know, so so I said, okay, yep, I'll I'll interview in German, and you know I signed up for the local language school and would do like an intensive course, like 
for the month leading and this is like four hours a day like in the month leading up to this audition and yeah and i uh, interviewed in german it was extremely bad german uh their editors did a very good i job couldn't tell me no yeah well yeah the germans could tell <laughs> but like they don't speak german yeah 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 um yeah, it looks to, it looks fine to anyone who doesn't understand. Yeah, German. I read the captions; it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wrote the captions. Oh. <laughs> I just wrote how what I what I what I wanted it to say. But um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, uh, the Germans here, you know, they really appreciate foreigners who make an effort, especially you know English speakers. I grew up being very ignorant and thinking I don't need to. I, I know English; that's the main language of of the world i don't need to learn another one uh and i think a lot of a lot of us are that way you know and a lot of us it's for a lot of us it's true like you wouldn't need another language but you know i find myself in german and you know i i learn am learning the language and uh, you know the, people really appreciate people foreigners putting in an effort at least um mm. so i found that people really responded nicely to to how I came across, um, but the yeah the the story. So they basically had the story. I you know, told them who I was, what I was doing. Basically, the story I've told you today, and um, yeah, and you know it is a it's a unique story amongst amongst all the other contestants who also have cool stories. Um, and uh, yeah, so I auditioned for it. Spoiler alert: I I didn't get in. Mm. Um, that's 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 a disappointing thing because I thought you did a really yeah. good job with that song. Thank you. Um, and I hadn't hadn't heard the song before that, so I actually then also went to check out the song as well. Really yeah, good song. And I thought your yeah. version of it was quite good. But thank you. How did you uh, take on what the judges' feedback was? Because I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you and uh, yeah, and spoil the rest of the story, but um, the judges they sort of told you that um your singing was great and it was fine, mm-hmm. but the type of music that you were doing was not suited for their show. And my understanding is they have to pick musicians to kind of be their apprentices because they're trying to find the next pop star. Is that the premise behind the voice? Yeah. So the voice is like, there are four coaches who are established artists, I guess. Um, so these are established German artists and yeah, they, they pick, uh, musicians or singers to be part of their team and basically the, they want the winner to be from their team of, mm. of the voice um, yeah the feedback was you know, I the song is probably not right for me um, it, it wasn't that it wasn't wrong for the it wasn't right for the show it was just that the genre I was singing wasn't right for my voice which mm. was uh, funny because i didn't choose a song so I was, <laughs> we were all given songs you were given um, the song we were all given songs i probably shouldn't interesting be saying this. okay Ooh. i'm probably not supposed to be saying this but who cares um, hey, we, were well, given, <laughs> we were given songs and um and quite a few of us were told it was not the right song that we chose which was quite funny hmm. unfortunately i couldn't talk back because my german wasn't good enough when they were giving me feedback uh i couldn't understand it I just had to hear it back from someone else afterwards. Um, but that must yeah. be annoying then that you didn't get to choose a song, <laughs> and then they told oh, you look, that look, it was I, the wrong voice in the song. <laughs> well, 
I didn't mind the song. Like they gave me the song and I thought, yeah, this is a good song. Like some people were not happy at all with, with the choices, mm. but you know, they were like, well, if you want to be in the show, that's the song you're singing. Personally, I, I had no issue with mine. So no complaints. And I thought I sang it. Okay. Uh, but just not to, not to the judges taste on the day. And so you know, go on. How do you digest? So, I'm sorry. I actually feel bad going into the question because you were, <laughs> were about to keep talking. Just reverting back to the beginning of this episode, I'm a terrible host. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's not getting cut. Good, people need to hear the raw, unedited, real yeah. development of myself True. as a host. Yeah, Anyways. Keeping me, yeah, keeping, me on my, keeping me on my toes. <laughs> um, I'll just get to it now. So, when, when you, you know, obviously that wasn't the outcome you wanted. Yeah. Um, and I imagine you probably felt like you were going to go through it. Did you? Yeah, I was pretty confident I was going to go through, to be honest. And part of it is because I, I believe I'm a good singer. And, and part of it was because I have a cool story. And I know that that's part of these shows is, is you know, someone having a really interesting background, um, a story that the viewers can fall in love with. Mm. So... So how did Sorry, you take no, that hit of not getting through? Um, I, I did mentally prepare myself for failure. Like I didn't expect it, but I was, mm. I, I had um, other, I guess, plans in the pipeline. If, if, if I didn't go through the voice, I had this, I had plan B was like work on my own music and do X, Y, Z. I had a checklist of things to do that would, uh, other avenues which were not maybe as um, much of a fast forward in my career as the voice but I had prepared contingencies I guess I didn't just have all my uh, all my eggs in this basket so to speak um, mm. so that's how which I is very important yeah that's that's very important uh, otherwise I would I would have probably been more gutted than I was um, but you know, I just I just took it took it on the chin, and um, you know, it's what's interesting is this is the voice of Germany. Only Germans are seeing this. This is televised in Germany. Part of me wanted to like hide it, like basically Germans would see it, but that's fine. Most of my friends and family are, are in New Zealand. None of them will ever know this happened. That was kind of initially what I was just going to just hide it. It never happened. Don't worry about it. Move on. Um, and then I just, I changed my mind because, because of this journey that I'm on and, and, and the hustle and things, I, I wanted to communicate that it's not all about success. It's about having the failures and not getting discouraged by them and just moving on. And so, and so, yeah, I, I shared it on social media with everyone from back home. Um, saying, you know, like, this is the authentic me. I'm not just going to show you all the, the mm. great things that are happening. I'm going to show you, like, my, my lows as well. And, like, the, the direct messages and the comments that I got from, from, from friends that initially I was so worried about, you know, what they would think of me 18 months ago. These people have, like, just, you know, been watching for the last 18 months, seeing what I've been up to. And, and this is, was the moment where a lot of them got in touch and said, what you're doing is so amazing. Like, don't give up. I love, I love what you're doing. I love seeing it, what you're up to. And 
keep doing it. And that for me was really, was really cool mm. because uh, it was a bit of, it was validation. Like mm. all of this, uh, the self-consciousness that I had worrying about what people thought. And, you know, it's easy to tell yourself not to care, but it's human to care what people think. Oh, definitely. Um, we all need validation it, as much yeah, as we like to yeah. pretend we don't. Yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, but it was this moment that I shared would actually reach out and say, Hey man, that, that is super cool. Keep mm. going. And, um, and that is, since has given me a lot of confidence and, um, yeah, and these people were also super supportive of when when my song, my single came out. Yeah, that's that's something really special as well. Um, you know, especially you feel like you know you're on the back end of a failure. I imagine to a degree, you know, it feels kind of crap, but you put mm. it out there anyways, and then what comes back is more support from people. And yeah, yeah, I tend I tend to be a you know a big believer in you know you are where you're supposed to be. So mm-hmm. you know. For you, I'd say coming out of that, two takeaways would be maybe it wasn't your time yet. Maybe mm-hmm. your path is going to be different. And, you know, let's say you'd gone through. Let's say you'd mm-hmm. even gone all the way. You win it, you're a success. Um, you know, just in general, you know, I remember Australian Idol. Like, I think mm-hmm. the guy who won the first Australian Idol, Guy Sebastian, you know, people yeah. still know his name. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anybody else that had been through that show. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Um, yeah. maybe your career is supposed to pan out completely different. You've probably got, you might have bigger and better things. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and I imagine had you gone through, you know, you'd probably be in a very different situation, what you're in right now. Exactly. It would have been, yeah, it would have been completely different. Um, yeah, I, I, I also agree with you in, in that things, I feel like things happen for a reason and when it's currently happening, it can be very hard to <laughs> remind yourself of this, like, you're like, why is this happening now? But you know, whenever you're looking in hindsight, you're like, if that didn't happen, this good thing wouldn't have happened either. Mm. Um, and for, and, and, you know, my best example is this, the single brave, which, um, which has inspired a lot of people. The only reason that song exists is because of my dad, I had this horrible phone call with my dad and mm. he didn't believe me. And I cried and wrote the song. That's the only reason this song existed. So I had to go through that shitty moment to mm. now have this positive outcome. And um, mm. yeah, so that's something we all need reminding is like when we're currently going through a crappy time, um, it'll all pan out in the future. Mm. It may take time, but just hang in there. How will you ever appreciate the sunshine if there's no rain? Exactly. Is, is that a yeah. song lyric somewhere? I don't know. I well, definitely like, didn't think well, of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when there's too much sunshine, people complain that there's drought. So, oh, there's, there's yeah. that too. We get a little bit yeah. of that in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, you do. Yeah. But um, what's next for you? So you've just released uh, your first single. You're yeah, hustling, so just, you're bustling. I imagine, you know, what's next for you is more hustle, but what's next in terms of, I don't know, what is it that you, where do you want to see your, your music career progress to? Um, it's, I mean, so I've basically got this, I have this mission of inspiring people to, you know, pursue their dreams. And I just want to, I don't necessarily have the, the formula to you know 
to be successful. I just, I just know at the moment, I'm just taking one step at a time. Um, I've got a new single coming out in a, in a, on the 29th of November and I've month's got time. In a, yeah. In yep. a month's time. And, Could be um, out by the time this drops. Yeah. I've got a new one in coming in January, another one in March, another one in April. So, uh, so I've got stuff happening, got stuff in the pipeline. Um, and there will just be, yeah, putting new music out, building up this catalog, more of the hustle, trying to play my music in as many places as possible, as well as, you know, continuing to contact Spotify playlists, music blogs, etc., podcasters even. So mm. it'll just be more of the same and, and hoping that, you know, it all compounds and momentum compounds into, into something bigger. I think uh, that will. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, look, I'm just at the, I'm just at the start. I feel like in terms of mindset, I've come a, a very long way. Um, I've been on that journey for a long time, but in terms of being out there as a, as a singer songwriter artist, like it's just, it's just getting started. So yeah, I've got, I still got mountains to climb, I believe, but. Oh, um, we all so do. But I'm having, you know, you got, you got big mountains to climb though, because you know, you, it's but the bigger the goal, the bigger the mountain. Yeah, but I'm having fun, and I, that's the main thing. Like you should be, like if you're passionate about it, it should be fun. And sometimes, mm. sometimes people pursue their passion, and then you know it becomes work, becomes stressful, and and they lose their passion, and that's that's the worst thing that can happen. So, mm. um, yeah, as long as I'm having a good time, it's rewarding. I have energy, like. I used to always find that in my you know, previous jobs, my girlfriend would complain because I'd come home tired and lethargic and she said, Oh, you've just you've got no energy. Is it your diet? Is it is it genetic? Or like what's what's going like on? She, with she you? defaults a diet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah. But anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, but since I've been doing music, like I could be sitting, I can be working where that's playing music or doing the boring admin even like i could do do that all day and still have energy because i have i'm enjoying it and i feel like I, there's this purpose behind it uh, mm. this is a reason i'm doing it and, and it's really you know sometimes when you're working for a you know a bigger company you're just doing something because your boss told you to do it not because you want to building and somebody else's that, dream yeah exactly and and sometimes it's not even someone else's dream. It's it's just bureaucracy, right? So having having purpose is has has driven me a lot. Mm. Um, you know, if you could just summarize, what is it like? What or sorry, what does it feel like to be purpose driven? Uh, no, if being purpose driven, it feels it feels really good. Like I didn't really have a purpose before being an artist. Like, as I mentioned before, it was previous, it was always a selfish purpose, like earn money, save money so I can buy a house so I can be rich or well off. Like it was all a selfish purpose and like, it wasn't a very rewarding feeling. Like now I know that, you know, if I can make a positive impact on people, through my music it's a win-win situation it's a it's a win for me because i am doing what i love and it's also 
helping people. Like that's the mm. best situation to be in. Um, there's no compromise there. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for everyone. And that's the, the best possible outcome. Mm. And that's, and that's something that I'm a very big believer in. And I'm, yeah. I'm happy that you've sort of found yourself in that position because, you know, mm. a lot of people will struggle to find purpose. A lot of people, mm. you know, they, they may not ever realize the importance of it. It, it, it might mm. eat at them one day, but they might not understand the significance that it's the lack of purpose that's actually yeah. eating away at them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think you either need to be on your purpose or you need to be mm-hmm. on the path that's best going to take you there. Yeah. You know, that the whole whatever it takes attitude. Um, mm-hmm. But also something I fundamentally believe goes along hand in hand with purpose. And I'm so glad, you know, you've brought this up and this is something that, you know, you're a believer in too, is the idea that your purpose is there to actually help and serve other people. It's not mm-hmm. that selfish goal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so I read this book, which took, you know, interviewed a successful people and one of the people was henry ford and you know like he ended up being this this monster of a billionaire um with what he created but at the very if you take it to the very start his purpose was you know to to help people to help people get from a to b faster to make Mm -hmm. life more convenient and a lot of these people have become multi-billionaires as a result but if you take it back to when they began, they, they wanted to add value for society and people in the world. And mm. I th- think that needs to be at the heart of, of your purpose. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a serving one, not a self-serving yeah. one. Yeah. We should definitely yeah. aspire to sort of add value where we can. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm slightly wary of time. It's getting to about yeah. 11 o'clock my time. And <laughs> I feel my eyes are starting to drop a little bit. I, and honestly... I could chat with you for hours. So I want to want to lock in for we, yep. we sign off here. Six months time. Let's do a catch up podcast. What do you say? Yeah. Um, I yeah. would love to. Would love to. I'll have, I'll have five uh, singles out. Five singles? Then. Yeah. So, but, so what I'm about an album? Oh. Is that, that's, that's too, that's too big an ask. <laughs> an album. So, uh, music these days with the streaming world, um, especially for lesser established artists like myself, we, it, the best strategy is to just put singles out so you can build organically. Mm. So that's why I'm going with a singles approach. Like if I were to come up with an album and say, boom, here's my album. The only people that would hear it would be my friends and family. And then it would just yeah. fade. So uh, that's, but, but you know, maybe and you don't want to rush an album in six months either. No, like, no, no, absolutely. An album, not. an album. I feel like an album would be like, you know, I imagine your single Brave would have felt like a baby. So an album must be like a small family of octuplets. Yeah. <laughs> Albums also very expensive to produce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so singles are quite like an easy way to like take small bites at a time. Mm. Which and just a quick gotta... note, like Kanye um, just dropped his latest album, The Jesus King. Now I think my understanding is he had that album Yandi in the work and then he became a born again Christian and then he yeah. released Jesus is King. And I think, and this is just my rough estimate of his timeline. He said he became yeah. born again about four, three, four months ago. Yeah. And I imagine it was at that point that he scrapped Yandi and then went on to Jesus is King. I think Jesus is King is a good album, but it has some weak spots. And I think it, the weak spots is a reflection of, I just feel like it was rushed. 
So like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. my long winded say long winded way of saying, you know, not to rush an album. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. An album is a, it's a whole nother sort of piece of art. It's, it's, it's like putting out a single is just putting out, you know, one song that, that represents something having an album, all these, all these songs have to tell us, tell an overarching story. So mm. it's a big piece of art. So when, when musicians and artists put these out, you have to respect the, the time, the craft and the effort that goes into it. But I, I hope you do one day and maybe, maybe when we do our third or fourth catch up, you'll have an album. Cause I'm, I'm a big yeah, fan man. for an album. I love finding a good album and listening to it start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll happen. What? Let's give it. Give it two years. <laughs> All right. So, Ant, where yeah. can we find you? Where can the listeners find you? Oh, you can find me on all the sort of major uh, social media platforms. So, yeah, my name is Ant Utama, and I have a website antutama.com. But you can find me on all major streaming platforms: uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, etc. I have. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, LinkedIn. I've even got TikTok because Gary V told me to start up a TikTok <laughs> account. So I'll pretty much quickly, everywhere. I, I, you told me what you're doing for your TikTok videos. Can you tell the audience yeah. just to go follow you? Because it sounds fantastic. Yeah. So for TikTok, I, I just wanted to ex- experiment with it. Obviously, it's, it's catered for a, a much younger audience than myself. Um, but it's like... You know, it's it's similar to Vine, where it's very short uh, videos. Um, so, because of my my mission to inspire and motivate, um, and there's actually a, a friend who suggested this idea. He said, "Why don't you sing inspirational quotes?" Um, and so, on TikTok every day for the last, uh, I've been doing it for three months now. Uh, I've been doing for every day. I've been doing singing an inspirational quote, just which is uh, yeah, and and a lot of people have been responding quite well to that. So one good a, hustle, two yeah, great idea, three go check out the TikTok. Go check it out. <laughs> all yeah, the links interesting. will be below for all your platforms. For all of them. So so they will be in the show notes. They will be in the YouTube description. So go check out Ant. And do you have any, any, any final words for any listeners out there? Oh, I just wanted to say thank you. No, thank you for, for letting me tell my story and being part of your day, whatever you're doing, if you're at the gym or driving to or from work, whatever you're doing. Um, thank you for listening to my story. Um, I believe the single will be played shortly. So I hope mm. you enjoy that. Um, and yeah, please, please keep an eye out on what I'm doing. And I, also respond to all direct messages so if you do want to say something or ask me anything spam it up feel free to do that i will get back to you okay well anthony it's been an absolute pleasure having on so thank you so much just one more time i'm going to apologize to you and my listeners for prematurely cutting off a couple on a couple (laughs) of occasions that's something that i'm working on as a host but Regardless of that, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. If you have, don't forget to give it a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Do not forget to subscribe. Do not forget to check out Ant. Oh, and stick around for the single because it's a damn good song. All right. Thanks for having cool. Thanks for coming on. 
I was about to say thanks for having me. Jeez. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. That one for might actually me. be a cunt. That one actually might be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you thank- say that one might be a? <laughs> I don't think I think it's I, a cunt. I think I, I, I accidently think I used. Yeah, I think that's definitely getting cut. I you think I did. Need to cut the C bomb. <laughs> yeah, that one's getting cut. All right. Yeah. Um, I think we'll just tra- transition that very quickly into your single. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> All my life I've been tired of hearing you're not good enough All I knew I was gonna prove them wrong and show them what I'm made of My father said You're just a dreamer, pull your head down from the clouds you work hard like me In 40 years time you retire and be living the dream I said but I got this fire As I got to my feet Yeah I got desire As I planted my seed I'm gonna be brave I got nothing to lose Get out of the shade Nothing I can't do I'm gonna be brave